0: Welcome to the Spiritual Life Management Podcast, where we help you bring balance in your life and live to your fullest potential. With your host, Gretchen Smith. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Spiritual Life Management Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in and joining me today. I am your host, Gretchen Smith. And today we're going to talk about that really heavy, dark energy that has consumed all of us at one point or another, and that is guilt. Guilt comes from our ego. Some say that guilt is a way we have of recognizing that we have not lived up to our own values and standards, And Freud says he believed that guilt was a signal that an individual has begun to take responsibility for their self, their feelings, and conflicts, and for difficult decisions that they had to make. Now, there are a few occasions where guilt can be a good guy, such as using it as a motivator, but mostly, guilt is mostly a bad guy. When we are in a state of guilt that lingers, it drains on our energy. It can be associated with anxiety, depression, frustration, and fear. Yes, those are all aspects of guilt, and we could debate and discuss what else guilt is, but the important takeaway is that guilt comes from within us, and it is one of the lowest vibrational states. So, it's really important that we move through the emotion of guilt quickly, or perhaps not even experience it at all, if we want to live a healthy, high vibe life. So, today I'm going to talk about 20 things you should never feel guilty over, why it's important to understand your priorities and create life balance, and how that plays into not being guilty. I will also share with you some techniques to release and move past guilt as well as effective journaling prompts to help you process guilt. Now, most often one experiences guilt when we have to make a decision that is in conflict with our priorities, our beliefs, or even our values. So let me take a moment and discuss priorities and creating balance because believe me, they really play into not having a guilty conscience, if you will. So priorities... Our priorities change throughout our life. As we learn, have new experiences, and grow our priorities, values, ideologies may change. Our priorities change throughout our life. We may think we know what our priorities are, but I really, truly urge you to get really crystal clear on what your priorities truly are. Frankly, a lot of people just fly by the seat of their pants, and they think they know what their priorities are, but they're really not honed into their priorities, and they're not making good decisions, and it becomes much, much easier when you hone in on your priorities to experience a lot less guilt. Here is a little exercise you can do to get clear on your priorities. So on just a blank sheet of paper, make four columns. Column number one is going to list the key areas of your life. And I'll get into those categories. So, column number one will have the categories such as career and work, money and finances, people relationships, health and well being, learning, growing, hobbies, and interests. So, those can be some of your categories. Subcategories would look like under career and work, you may have I enjoy my work and get satisfaction. Another subcategory under work and career would be, I have enough growth opportunity to develop myself. And another would be, I feel appreciated and receive appropriate recognition in my work and career. So you can see how we would have different little areas under each category that would pertain to that particular category. To just further explain under money and finances, you may have something along the lines of I am financially secure. I have enough to live the lifestyle I desire. I am able to create security for my future. Now, I'm going to ask you to personalize this a little exercise. So under people and relationships, you would put what's important to you and you can use three or four different subcategories, however many you would like. And under health and well-being, you would do the same as well as learning, growing, hobbies, and interests. And if there's another category that I've left out here that's really important to your life, please add that to your list as well. Now, that was column number one, listing the key areas of your life. Column number two is going to be just simply a label at the top that says, how important is it to me? And column number three is going to be titled, how satisfied Am I with this right now?" And column number four is basically just a column to put your total in. And what you're going to do in column number two and column number three is simply go through each category And rank it between one and three in the matter of importance, with three being the most important category. What you'll also do is you'll go back and you'll go through the subcategories. So if you were in career and work and your subcategory was, I enjoy my work and I get satisfaction. You're going to rank that one through three. under the column number two as how important is that to you. You're going to rank it one through three. And column number three is how satisfied you are with it right now. And you'll do the same for I have enough growth opportunity to develop as well as I feel appreciated and receive appropriate recognition and so on and so forth. You're going to take those totals because you will total column two, three into column four. Whatever is the highest ranking is going to be where your greatest priorities lie. I sure hope I made that as clear as I possibly can. So just to recap, you're gonna make four columns. Column number one is gonna have your categories with subcategories listed underneath it. Column number two is basically how important is it to me? Column number three is how satisfied am I with this right now? You're gonna rank those one through three and you're going to put the total in column number four. That is an exercise that's really, really good as far as honing in on what your priorities are in your life. Now, I would like to add, you know, everybody is different. We're not going to have the same priorities in our life. If you're in a relationship and you're cohabitating together, then you may want to take your partner's consideration into this as well. So that if, you, if there are areas that you're working together on, let's just say money and finance, then you may want to have their input on where you're ranking it. You can create and customize your categories, and please at least have three subcategories at a minimum that are important to you listed underneath those categories. You can get quite granular with this exercise, such as adding a category for children, perhaps at a subcategory such as volunteering in the school or a club with your children, having them participate in sports or clubs, and so on. We don't all have the same priorities in life and we certainly don't rank them all the same either. So really make sure that this fits your life, your aspirations, your desires. And remember that this is to help you identify what is important to you in your life and how you will place attention and intention to these items. It will also help you squash guilt if there is a conflict that arises with them because you should be crystal clear on what your priorities are in your life. Okay, so now on to balance. The key to balance is to be in control of yourself, your choices, and your goals. And that also means happiness. It also is to keep you moving in the forward direction towards your desired outcome without getting off track. Once you have your priorities, you will know what you want, and what to work towards. There are some necessities in life such as work and creating an income to survive. We must do those type of things. There's no way around it. However, we can't solely be consuming our time with the mundane. We must have balance with other aspects of our life. This includes that which feeds our soul and our spirit and brings us joy. It may be helpful for you to make two columns. Just a little exercise here. It may be helpful for you to make two columns things you must do, the non negotiables like working or going to school, etc., and priorities that feed our soul. Everything in your priority list from the exercise should be in one column or the other, but the key is to have balance in your life. Notice where you may have an imbalance. Another really helpful tool is to keep a calendar. List out on your calendar each day how you will be spending your time and finding time on your schedule for your priorities. If you can make a list out at least a week, then that is really great. And if you can do this for an entire month, that is awesome. You're planning ahead and you're preparing. Planning ahead and preparing helps you stay in alignment with your priorities. Your priorities that may seem a little small, if you will, I want you to schedule those anyhow. It certainly doesn't take much time at all to forget about your priorities and slip into bad habits. And before you know it, you're off track. Currently, I'm scheduling time to read a book. I have books that have been on my shelf for ages and I've been wanting to read these books. This may seem like a small thing, But I love to read and I never get to my own personal library to read my books. So I'm making this a priority. I know myself well enough to know that if I don't schedule it into my day, I will drop the ball. So I find time to schedule it and commit. A while ago, a much bigger priority to me was meditating. I was having some challenges with creating some balance in my life. My schedule was extremely full. I had to make time in my schedule to get my meditation in for the day. This meant I had to wake up earlier and meditate in my office once I made my commute. I had to be creative to get my meditation in and create more balance in my life. Come to find out, meditation after a long commute in LA is just what I needed. I needed to unwind from that drive and get centered for my day. I was so much more at peace starting my day instead of cursing at somebody about what they did on the freeway that nearly caused an accident and just being much more zen after my meditation. All right, when you complete your schedule, take a look at it. How do your priorities look? Are they in balance with other items on your calendar? If you have a day that is out of balance, you can adjust it. Take a look. How can you adjust it? You can possibly take an hour from one task and then double it on to the next day. Or perhaps we need to be creative and flexible and solution-oriented when it comes to finding balance. Also, don't be afraid to ask for help. That means possibly delegating, getting more organized with our time, or even eliminating something in our life that isn't adding value or sucking time from you. Sometimes you have to come to the conclusion that you must let go of something in your life in order to gain control or enjoyment in your life. Often people harbor guilt based on past actions, old priorities, or values. We should not feel guilty about those decisions. If we have grown, learned with new priorities, then we can do better because we know better. But there is no reason to hold on to guilt based off the past. We must release it. With our new priorities and balance we've created, We should not be guilty about staying true to ourselves and the life we are now creating. Keep in mind that priorities and balance are a form of self-care. Staying true to yourself and speaking your truth is not selfish. It's necessary and authentic. If your priorities are big enough and clear enough, you will know your why. The why you should not feel guilty. Okay, so here are 20 things that you should not feel guilty about. First on my list is taking a break or resting. It's so important that we listen to our bodies and our mind. And often we just simply need to take a break. And that's okay. Don't feel guilty about taking a break. The next item on my list is using a self-care or mental health day. Taking time out for a day isn't a luxury but a necessity. Utilize any time off that you have and make sure that you are really taking care of yourself. The third item on my list is going to bed early. Look, we just frankly don't get enough sleep in this world these days. Back in the day, when we didn't have electricity, our natural rhythm of our body was to get up when the sun came up, work throughout the day, which often meant being uh, very active, whether it's looking for our food, working in fields, gathering, and so on. And then when the sun went down, we would go to sleep. That's the natural biorhythm of our body. And we are so far from that these days. We have lights that are on 24-7 if we want to. We have so many things to keep us busy in the dark hours and it really actually messes with our biorhythm. So if you need to go to bed early once in a while, please go to bed early. We frankly don't get enough rest. The next item on my list is going to children's event or loved one's events. This is something that frankly I had to struggle with quite a bit. I had a very demanding career at one time, and I was expected to basically be on call 24-7. I had many events that I had to really just look at and analyze and create priorities over. I can remember uh, a particular time that I my priorities were so clear, there was just no question in my mind about what decision I was going to make. I had two children that actually graduated the same year from high school. And one was graduating from middle school the same year. My company that I was working for at the time had this huge annual event that was extremely important, and we all looked forward to going to it the entire year. And it was a big deal and a big honor if you were asked to go. Well, the time came up, and of course, I was going to be going to this event, or I was on the list to go. And I had to tell my boss that I would not be going because I needed to attend my children's graduation. That may seem like a no brainer to a lot of people, but the immense pressure that was created in this environment, in this work environment that you go, it was like unthinkable that you don't attend. So making that decision was very difficult, but my priorities were in line with my children. So regardless of the outcome, I was going to be attending my children's graduation. In fact, as I'm talking about this, I can remember a colleague um, talking to me and asking me if I was going to be going to this event and I told them no and they looked at me like the sky was falling. So it's just really important. Did I feel guilty? I really didn't feel guilty. I felt like if I was going to get fired over the decision, then so be it. But um, my my priorities were in line with my children. So just really just take a look at where your priorities lie in your life, which is why we kind of did that exercise. And if you're going to your children or loved ones event, and that is where your priorities lie, don't feel guilty. Next on my list is turning down invites such as not attending baby showers, housewarming, birthdays, and so on. I think that these are a little bit more high level events, such as maybe just being invited somewhere to dinner, which I'm going to get to. But um, really, if your priorities and your calendar is booked and you're not able to attend those type of events and they conflict with your priorities, do not feel guilty. Look, there's always a way, an alternative solution to do something else which can help you rid yourself of guilt. So if you're not able to attend something like a friend's birthday party, then so be it. You're not able to attend, but perhaps maybe you can take them out for a special dinner or bring a gift over to them at another time. Um, there's other ways that you can handle the situation and you should not have to feel guilty about it if it is in conflict with your priorities and your schedule. Next on my list is quitting a job or possibly quitting a project or an obligation. If it is for good reason, you should not feel guilty about it. I just had this conversation with uh, someone just the other day that was quitting a job. And look, if you're improving yourself and your life to take another job, if you're improving yourself and your life by cutting a job out of your life, then hey, do it. Don't feel guilty about it. Look, you've got to take care of you. And that is part of self-care. And that means if it's a growth opportunity, that's taking care of you. So don't feel guilty about quitting a job. All right, number seven, improving yourself. Taking time out or away to work on yourself should not be something you feel guilty about. Look, going to school, going to retreats, conferences, anything that pertains to improving yourself, don't feel guilty about it. Item number eight is screening your calls. There are times when we just simply flat out need to screen our calls. Whether it's a situation where you're having a very serious conversation with someone or maybe it's not safe to drive or whatever the reason, perhaps you're meditating or taking some downtime. Look, don't be afraid to screen your calls. Nowadays, technology is such that you can get a hold of anyone by so many different means that it can actually be quite invasive And it's hard to turn off the chatter, and I mean the chatter of devices and whatnot. So please, actually exercise some boundaries, and don't feel guilty for screening your calls or your text messages or what have you. Item number nine is having plans with your children or loved ones. Okay, so I'm not talking about events necessarily, but I'm just saying maybe you have time scheduled with your children and that might be something as small as, hey, I have Saturday planned with my daughter and we're going to go do some clothes shopping or I have time scheduled with my daughter and I promised her that we were going to have a tea party. If that is your priority, don't feel guilty about it. That's important in your life to have that quality time, that bonding time, that one-on-one time with your child or your loved one. Don't feel guilty about it. Item number 10 is protecting you or your loved one's safety. Now this is a biggie. When it comes to safety, there's many different types of safety. So right off the forefront, what comes to my mind is making difficult decisions, perhaps uh, pertaining to COVID. Look, don't feel guilty about protecting yourself or your loved ones. I'm That's probably on everybody's priority list one way or another, whether it's in the back of your mind or it's down on paper, safety is important. I know in the past year, I've had to make some really difficult decisions when it comes to COVID because I was worried about the health and safety of my husband. He is a little bit more questionable when it comes to if he were to get COVID, how his body would react to that situation. I felt stronger. I felt fine. I felt more comfortable being put in certain circumstances. But whether or not I caught COVID and brought it home to him and how he would react, that's another story. So protecting him was very important to me until he was vaccinated. There are still situations that come up when it pertains to safety. That might be the safety of your home. That might be the safety of COVID. It might be the safety of your child in certain situations or circumstances. So please take a look at that and don't feel guilty about the decisions that you need to make for your loved ones. If you're struggling with this, you can always look at, okay, well, if I didn't take this step and I didn't protect my loved ones, would I feel comfortable or guilty with the outcome? If the answer is yes, then don't feel guilty making the decision to protect your loved ones. All right, moving on to number 11. Standing up for yourself. Wow, this is really a a big one and very important as well. And often we don't think about this. But standing up for yourself is very important. We all deserve to be heard and to be seen and to be able to express ourselves and our emotions and really let it out there on the table. So please don't feel guilty about having to stand up for yourself. That could be in the workplace, that could be in your relationship, in your home, in your school, and so on. Okay, I talked about this one a little bit uh, in another area, but don't feel guilty about declining an invite. And when I'm talking about an invite, I'm thinking more of just a simple social invitation Perhaps it's to go over to somebody's house for dinner or to maybe go somewhere with a friend and so on. If it comes up with a conflict in your schedule and your priorities, your priorities and your why should be big enough that you can decline the invite. And again, this is another situation where you may wanna look at different opportunities. So perhaps you're turning down an invite that you know, somebody wants to have you over for dinner, and you decline. However, you can reschedule for another time if it's that important for you that you feel like you may harbor some guilt. Number 13 is your living situation. Look, you should not feel guilty about your living situation. So we are all in different stages of our life, right? We don't all have the perfect house with the white picket fence. And quite frankly, maybe all of us wouldn't want the white house with the white picket fence, but we all have our own version. Look, what's comfortable for me may not be comfortable for you. And if you are comfortable living how you live, don't feel guilty about that. We all have different preferences. You know, one house comes into mind. My daughter has this dear friend. They're a dear, dear family to us. And sometimes, I'm not kidding you, you could barely walk in the front door of their house. There might be a heap of laundry there blocking the front door. It was a bit of chaos, I have to say. But she loved spending time in this home and with this family. Look, if that's your house... And you're happy and you're comfortable with it, then so be it. Don't feel guilty about it. Alright, the next item is not being a people-pleasing person. You can be honest and you can be pleasant, but you don't have to be a people-pleaser, right? Don't feel guilty if you can't make everybody happy all the time. Number 15, What you watch on TV or do in your spare time, that's your choice. If it's relaxing for you, don't feel guilty about it. Okay, so I'm going to confess, I am a major reality TV junkie. Okay, big time, big time. I would say that's my guilty pleasure, but we're trying to get rid of guilt, so I'm not going to say that. It's my pleasure. Look, I have a lot that goes on in my day and in my life. And this is just an avenue that I can zone out on and I can relax and I quite find it fascinating how people behave. And that's, I think why I like reality TV so much. You get to watch all these different personalities react with one another and what they say or do is very fascinating to me. So look, don't Don't feel guilty about what you do, what you watch, what you find relaxing in your spare time. It's different for all of us. And that leads me to binge watching. Okay, in my last podcast episode, I talked about my 21-day hormone diet detox situation that I went through. And it was pretty brutal on some days. It was all I could do at some points to drag myself out of my bed and binge watch. Hey, look, I had to do what was right for me to do. It was a point where I was really, really exhausted. I was so exhausted that there were points where I felt like I couldn't even pick up a book and read because I knew I was going to doze off on it. So Netflix it was. Don't feel guilty if you need to take a break and you need to just binge watch for a little while. We all need to recharge. Number 17 is food and diet choices. Look, there isn't one of us that's listening to this podcast. Yes, you, you included, that wants to eat something now and then that may not be all that good for them. The last thing you want to do is beat yourself up about making a bad food choice. Now, if it's an everyday situation, we want to take a look at that differently. But look, I'm telling you, if you beat yourself up over it and you put guilt on yourself, that's worse than just simply eating the food and enjoying it. Because why did you eat it if you can't enjoy it? So don't feel guilty about the occasional food or food choice. Number 18. Your education or your career choices, look, don't, don't feel guilty over your education, possibly feeling inferior about your education or your career or your career choices. You know, my husband and I have this conversation quite a bit. He works in a field that is one where he has to interact with doctors on a daily basis It's amazing to me some of the stories that he tells me about his doctors. They may be educated, but they're human beings. They may have gotten the degree, which is admirable. However, some of them are not the sharpest cookies out there, okay? Your education should not be shameful. It's really about the intelligence and what you have going on inside that matters most. Career choices are another area where I don't think you should feel guilty. Look, when I first retired from my past career, I told a few of my employees, I said, you know what, I might just take a few years off and be a flight attendant. And they looked at me like I was smoking crack. But hey, look, it's just something I always wanted to do. I wanted to travel and see the world and now I love flying on airplanes. And what? why not? Why not do that? Look, you do what makes you happy. And look, if you're in a career that is not fulfilling for you, let's just work on finding something different at another time. But don't feel guilty about your career choices. Number 19, no. Yeah, I said no. Don't feel guilty or responsible for how others react to you because you're saying no. Frankly, I think we need to say no more often. And I've said this in the past and I'll say it in the future. We really don't owe anyone an explanation as to why we're saying no. We need to feel comfortable with saying no. In fact, I encourage you to try to say no more often. Please, look, if it doesn't align with you, if it doesn't feel good to you, if it's something that is not in line with your priorities and with your work-life balance, and you really don't want to do it, say no. Number 20 is lifestyle choices. This is a hot topic. I'm talking about religion, politics, sexual preferences, and whatever else I'm leaving off because I know there are a ton of things out there that pertain to this. But those are kind of the three biggies, religion, politics, sexual preferences. Your lifestyle preferences. Don't feel guilty about what feels good to you, what works for you, what you're comfortable with, what is authentic to you, don't feel guilty about that. We all don't have the same religion, political views, and sexual preferences. And what's good for you may not be good for me, but that's okay. Get comfortable with being okay with that. Don't feel guilty about it. That's what makes us all so beautiful. We're all so different. It'd be pretty darn boring if we were all here on earth and we were all exactly the same. Our priorities are not going to be the same. Our beliefs, our values, we're not going to be the same and that's okay. And let's be clear, guilt is not put upon us by anyone else. We allow ourselves to feel guilty. I know that's a tough pill to swallow, but it's true. If someone is using tactics to try to make you feel guilty, that's actually a manipulative behavior. And I really want you to stop and think about that. We have the power to actually control how we are going to feel. So now let's visit some steps you can take to remove guilt. The first step is you can name your guilt. Yeah, we can actually give it a name like Guilty Gary. Guilty Gary might just pop up once in a while. But see, once you identify it, it is easier to recognize it and overcome it. Because honestly, we have become the society that is guilt ridden and we don't even recognize it sometimes. So identify it. Give it a name. Give it whatever name you want to give it. The next step when it comes to naming your guilt is actually reflecting on a time when you started to feel this way, when you started to feel guilty. And from there Assess how your body experiences or feels when guilt comes up. The next step when it comes to naming your guilt is really important, and it's about processing the feelings. A good tactic for this is journaling, and I'm going to get to that a little bit later and discuss why journaling is so important and some prompts that you can use for journaling. All right, the next step is to recognize why you feel guilty. Try to find the root cause Explore the source of your guilt. Is it a limiting belief? Sometimes our limiting beliefs are so ingrained to us that whether we actually even truly believe them or align with them, it is making us feel guilty. Replacing the negative self talk with compassion is another step that's very important. Let go of your own judgment. Often we are our own harshest critic. Be gentle on yourself and know you're wise. The next step you can take for releasing any guilt is to forgive yourself. Look, remember at the top of the podcast when I said, when you know better, you can do better? I know I've made some decisions in my life that I really harbored guilt for, and some of them have been something that I've harbored for a long time. There comes a point when you just have to forgive yourself because when you really get down to it, and you really do a deep dive, you recognize that, hey, had I known better, I would have done better. I would have made different choices. But now you know. Just forgive yourself of that guilt. And if you're still struggling with it, the next step is to perhaps apologize and make amends. Frankly, this is an exercise you can do with somebody that perhaps you feel guilty about a situation or a circumstance that you feel guilty over. But you know, you can also verbally apologize to yourself and make amends. That's not a concept that is often recognized, but it is truly effective. We need to treat ourselves like we would treat our best friend. The next step is to practice gratitude. Practicing gratitude and recognizing what we're grateful for actually trumps the guilt. So practice some gratitude. And the very last step is remember that guilt can also work for you. Depending upon the situation, it can be a motivator or a catapult to making another choice or doing something to make change in your life for the better. Journaling is a great tool. I mentioned it above and it helps you really, really get in touch with your feelings, your emotions, and your thoughts. So here are a few journaling prompts that help you identify guilt and move through it. The first prompt is, I feel guilty because. So basically you would just fill in the blank. And that really helps you identify why and what the root of the guilt is. The second journaling prompt would be, it made me feel It's really important to know how you feel. Which leads me to the next prompt, which is, I felt it in the blank area of my body. Now you may feel it in several areas of your body, but I can assure you that you are going to really feel guilt in some area of your body. This is really important to know where it is. And I'm going to touch on this just a little bit later. The next prompt is, Are your guilty feelings and thoughts rational or irrational, justified or unjustified, and why? There are some things that, quite frankly, we feel guilty over and we shouldn't. So it's really important to kind of really look into this aspect here of why you're feeling guilty Is it rational, irrational, justified, unjustified, and why? The fifth prompt is, I can do blank differently in the future. There is a slim chance that maybe there's nothing you could have done differently. However, there is almost always a learning opportunity and that's okay as long as we recognize what that learning opportunity is and we can do things differently in the future. Which flows into the next item, which is, I have learned blank. You fill in the blank there. The next journaling prompt is, I should let go of this because. The first thing that comes to my mind and the first reason that you should let go of this is simply because harboring guilt manifests all kinds of things in our body. It is not good for us. Uh, I can get into that a little bit later, but um, there are many reasons that we should let go of the guilt and I'll let you explore that with yourself. And that is a great, great journaling prompt. And the last journaling prompt is I can release my guilt by and come up with different ways that you can release your guilt. I gave some examples above, which would be possibly to just simply recognize it and learn from it uh, make amends with somebody perhaps you can do some exercises that help you release your guilt and when I mean exercises I don't mean like journaling prompts or anything like that although they will help you release guilt but sometimes just a really great physical activity mindful physical activity can help you release guilt as well So it's different for everyone, but I want you to really explore how you can possibly release your guilt. And sometimes it's just simply acknowledging, hey, I have this guilt. It's from X, Y, and Z. I've learned for it, and now it's time for me to let it go. It can be as simple as that. So journaling is a wonderful when it comes to exploring and releasing, and sometimes the act of writing alone is all we need to do to process and release emotions. Now, it's important to allow our emotions to be processed and released or they can actually become pain bodies within us. The pain bodies is every emotional pain that you have ever experienced which leave behind a residue of pain that lives in you. I like to think of that pain body as a stuck energy. They block our chakras, they can create disease, that's dis-ease in our body from time to time. And to live your best life, we need to recognize our emotions and process them and release them. And this brings me back to why it's so important to recognize when we're analyzing where the guilt is coming from and where we feel it in our body and recognize where it is in our body because we want to move that energy. It gets stuck, it gets stagnant, and that is what can contribute to potential health issues. So we want to make sure that we're Recognizing the guilt as soon as it becomes upon us, and we take these actions to move through it. I also mentioned in the beginning of the podcast that guilt is actually one of the lowest vibrational forms. I've talked about vibrations and um, high vibe lifestyle in the past and how important that is to our health. So Definitely being one of the low vibe emotions, we want to ensure that we're recognizing it and moving through it as quickly as possible. So, there you have it 20 things you shouldn't feel guilty over, why it is important to understand your priorities and create your life balance. I also shared with you some techniques and tools and tips to move past guilt, as well as some effective journaling prompts. Remember, that if you're still stuck and you can still feel the guilt in your body, you can always make amends. Hey, I also want to put out a reminder. You can catch me on Instagram at Gretchen Smith Coaching, and I have some great tools and resources and tips on my Instagram for guilt and moving through guilt. So please check it out. That's Gretchen Smith Coaching on Instagram. And I just want to thank you so much for tuning in and listening. And I hope that you have a wonderful day. Namaste. Thanks for listening to the Spiritual Life Management Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please take a moment to like, subscribe, and share. It really helps us reach more listeners. If you want to connect, please drop your comments below or visit GretchenSmithCoaching.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at Gretchen Smith Coaching or Facebook at Spiritual Life Management. Additional information on this episode can be found below in the show notes.